From Breaking Bad to Calling Soul Agents led by Son of Call Oh Game of Thrones, who's the next to die? House of Cards is full of lies Supergirl just flew on by We're chillin' watching Netflix How much time's gone by We're talking TV From Suits to Supernatural Talking TV Blacklist and the Rebels Sherlock's Big Bang with Orphan Black True Detective Bombed at Second Crack The Walking Dead Arrow and the Flash Get into Geek, it's DC TV chat. We're up to week number 23. My name is Mitch, talking to Terry. Hello. Uh, once again, without Benjamin, as he continues his uh, domination of the European continent, but he will be <laughs> back nonetheless. Uh, look, it's a big week. Last week, we farewelled Legends for another series, and uh, Terry, it's the promised land for you. We've welcomed back Supergirl. I actually wish Benjamin was here for this one. Yeah. For just one tiny, tiny moment. Okay. Um, so obviously it started off karaoke. Yep. And Carry On My Wayward Son. Oh, one of, the songs. of course. I didn't think about and, that. Oh, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. As soon as I heard that, I'm like, oh my God, Ben's going to lose his mind. But we'll never know. Well, my first thing that I wrote down was... Terry would have been happy, Supergirl and singing to kick us off. <laughs> so we haven't seen Supergirl for weeks, months, however long it's been yeah. between uh, episodes. And they kick it off and she's being overly serious. And you guys know what you need to do. She's even telling her boss to be to, to man up and you know to, to take things seriously. And they've got a, a job to get done. And I'm like, get your hand off it. And then <laughs> Wynn pulls up the microphone. I'm like, oh, okay, they're taking the piss. This is fun. And it was karaoke. And I'm like... Karaoke is nowhere near as offensive as an actual musical episode because mm. it's karaoke and, you know, people do that as opposed to people breaking out in song in real life. So I could accept that, but I just thought as a as the first few seconds of a returning episode, and especially for someone like you who doesn't necessarily like this show or like <laughs> the character, and the first thing we see is that character singing, which is something else you're not too big on. Uh-uh. I'm like, oh, Terry's going to Terry's gonna be fun to talk to about this episode. Well, my first two words were karaoke. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was okay. And I did like uh now I'm trying to remember when uh Alex and Maggie had their breakup sex night mm. and there was a Cindy Lauper song playing. That's right. Was that I Drive All Night as well? Is that what she sang in this? That's what yeah. she sang in this. And I, I got goosebumps. I've got goosebumps now. Oh, then wow, I yeah. love Cindy Lauper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For okay. me, it wasn't really about her and her story. It was just. It was just Cindy Hitting Lauper. you on a subconscious level away from yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I didn't pick up on uh, on that. Oh, I like their song choices for each of them. And then I was a bit bummed out when Wynn didn't get to sing Aha, but then got to come back at the end. And I and was actually... hoping, of, you know, I'm sitting on the couch going, please, please be Ice Ice Baby. Please be Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> and no one's saying That'll ice be ice. the Flash episode and Killer Frost gets to... That's or does she? Well, we'll talk about oh. Flash in a minute. But yeah. <laughs> No, let's not encourage any more singing on these shows. No. Unless Arrow's going to do it, just really surprise us all. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, we don't want to see that. <laughs> He'd be no. singing like, you know, death metal or something really depressing. Um, <laughs> look, overall, this this episode, yeah, it was, it was okay, but it was all filler, no killer, because 
we haven't seen Supergirl for a long time, but ended on a uh, not so much a cliffhanger, but a a a reveal from Sam to Lena, flicker in the eyes. Now Lena doesn't go, oh my god, you're Rain, you're the World Killer, or anything like that. But it's something's going on here, and it's pretty freaky deaky. Um, and then we get this episode, which is about a villain from late season one, maybe early season two. I can't even remember. Wins Dad, the toy maker. Yeah. It's like, great, you know, his long-lost mother, and then... Uh, have, she's been very, very busy, that actress. Laurie Metcalf, oh my yeah. God. When, when I saw her name, I unfortunately saw her name pop up in the credits, and I thought... And I, I got an idea of what this episode was about, you know, read the read the synopsis, and I'm like, is she going to be his mum? Like, that seems like a one-off sort of appearance. Now, mind you, we're talking about this a lot further on from when it premiered, but when this came out, this was a month and a little Roseanne? bit after... Well, yeah, Roseanne, I think, must have either just been about to start or maybe already had and this was maybe six or eight weeks after she was up for an oscar for best supporting actress for ladybird i didn't know that yeah 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 I, she what the hell is that movie i've never even heard of that yeah movie. It's, oh, it's coming of age you got uh, that saoirse ronan and uh yeah laurie metcalf is uh is her mum in that movie and so it was up for an oscar this year wow. back for roseanne i mean there was all the talk that roseanne. Roseanne was an idiot <laughs> and uh, canned her own show. You know, they're talking about bringing it back and they were like, there were fans there calling for it just to be called Jackie. I even saw an image online. It was like Jackie and the tagline was, you were watching it for her anyway. And then, yeah, now they reckon they're going to do the Connors. So, um, yeah, she's only going to get busier. So the idea that she's coming into this show and I started almost, I'm like, not to judge this show, but I'm like, man, you were just up for an Oscar and now you're doing a one-off appearance as like a secondary character's mother. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, no, I'm not talking paychecks or anything, but it's like maybe she's just having fun. Like, what do you think as an actress when you? I mean, I don't know what else she's been doing the last twenty years. You know, well, is Big Bang on the CW? It's is not... Roseanne on the CW? Are any of those shows? Roseanne's ABC <clears throat> and Big Bang. I don't CBS maybe. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. On top of um, Big Bang and, and the rest that she's got going on in bit parts. So I guess, yeah, maybe just a one off and maybe she will come back as, as Wynn's mum or something. So yeah, it just seemed like such a, a, a weird story to resume this series. Like you'd think they'd put in a story relevant episode, then yeah. maybe have a fill the next week. Because it wasn't until the end where we get a, a, a bit of a, a look into Lena and she's got Sam unconscious in the bed or, you know, sleeping while she's undergoing some tests or something. Other than that, it wasn't really a continuation of anything. It was just even the, the Monel stuff was only hinted at at the end. You know, last episode we find out that uh, Imran and, and and Brainiac 5 had this secret mission that they didn't tell Monel about, why they're back in this time, yeah. why they got lost for 10,000 years before they get found in, in 2018 or whatever. So a lot of interesting threads they left off in the last episode for the mid-season cliffhanger, and then they just didn't pick them up again. So I was a bit taken by the fact that it was just a filler episode, but it was yeah. it was, it was was okay. It, it wasn't just a filler episode, I thought, though. There were a lot of political... Oh, so I don't yeah. know. I mean, we're obviously watching it very, very late. Mm. So I wonder what the hell was going on in the US yeah. when this aired, because there was a lot of talk about race. Like yeah. they were discussing why John and his father decided to be, uh, be black, and it's like, what is going on in the US? Like, why are they talking about this? Yeah, it's quite um. And going into season yeah. two, this show said it was it was going to be the most political 
show of the four in the in the Arrowverse. And we got that very clearly in the second series where more than anything, it was about women's rights. And, you know, so you've had Linda Carter, your beloved, as the president, <laughs> and obviously Supergirl and Alex are sort of leading the charge as far as the show goes. It's got a lesbian relationship, which is the best relationship on the show, any of these four shows, the most believable and natural and all that. And so that's been sort of at its forefront is, is about women. And then... We've had other political episodes with a lot of the other shows. Now, we mocked and mocked for days that gun episode of Arrow that just seemed out of nowhere. And it was just like, we get the message. I believe in the message about guns control and all that. But just when you're not even trying to hide, like it's, you're basically just reading an ad, you know, that it was, it was trying to disguise itself as a, as a story and it really wasn't. And then I forget which other show, maybe it was Supergirl had a politically charged episode two or three weeks later and did it right and was very well handled. Whereas this, it, it just sort of not seemed out of place, but at the same time, the story behind John's dad wasn't that he was black. It was that he was sick. He was a sick alien who wasn't a black human, but it was an interesting question to raise because we asked that a few weeks ago when, when Ben was still uh, here, that why does he have to be an older black man compared to John Jones's Hank? You know, like he could be, look like anything. Like yeah. no one else knows that's his father. He doesn't have to look like his father. And like he could be a young woman if he wanted to, but he has to then be an old man. So we as the viewer know younger it's black man, older black man, father, daughter, father, son. son. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we'll come in later with the whole granddaughter thing and his, his memory. Like that that enough was a bit of a, you know, it was a sad enough story to, to go along. But I, I like what they were doing. It just seemed a little bit force fed um, more than yeah. more than the show has usually done. It seemed to have, it, it seems to have done it a little bit more subtly in the past. And yeah, and there are a few other little, uh, I don't even know who wrote this, who, sorry, who said this, you should unionize. So that was another statement out there and I was your father's apprentice. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm just purposely picking up things or whether those things were thrown in there yeah. as a bit of a dig to. Well, we could. I mean, they very much could be because the way that, yeah, like it has been subtle in the past and then there have been moments in this episode where it's just so in your face. So you just don't know whether it's a apprentice. It's like, well, that's their way of just saying that he was it was his mission or it was it was his job and she joined him rather than being like an apprentice and about women and rights and and place and rank or whatever like that but it absolutely yeah it could be but it was um it was win's mother's character that said the unionized to all the the deo agents which i thought was a bit of a funny sort of throwaway line because she's just in the middle of this place that she has absolutely no right to be and all the deo agents are walking around and she's like and you should unionize and i'm like (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but like they don't, you, you don't matter to them, but you know, throw out that line as if you know what you're talking about. So, yeah, I thought she had as much fun as she could have with what she was given because she wasn't there to be like a comedic relief character or anything, but she still was able to go a little bit cray cray in, in those areas. Um, I think I, I believed her from the start, maybe just because I like Laurie Metcalf, but from the start where she was saying, I was a victim, you were a victim, he told me he would hurt you if I didn't leave, and that's why I've been gone. And Wynn was angry at her for leaving, and, and he didn't buy any of that reasoning. Like, he knew his dad was a bad guy, but he didn't yeah. believe that it was as easily uh, explained as uh, as that. So, did you believe her? Do you think that that was just a big ploy, you I know, and she was BSing? Because she's always good. She's Sheldon's mom. She's Jackie. <laughs> I actually thought she was going to turn out to be bad. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, for, it was a little bit of a, a twist for me that, no, the whole time she was actually telling the truth and she did want to to help win. Yeah. And she was doing, you know, what she thought was best for him. 
So that was kind of cool. And I'm glad that she is good because hopefully that means that she can mm, come, come back. back. And, I do like her. and it was the two stories, like where she said, oh, he said he'd hurt you. Like that was like, okay, cool, generic sort of reasoning, whatever. But then when she's like, oh, Disneyland, and he's angry at it. We, we never even went there. You know, you lied yeah. to me. She's like, we were never going. We were going to a domestic abuse, you know, relief center. And, and yep. he chased, he stole a car to chase it down, run us off the road. And we had a fight while you were concussed in the back of the set. I'm like, man, this is some, this is not a happy story. Yes. Like it was, yeah, and I was glad that Wynn didn't like walk away because he didn't know how to be happy or, or apologize to her. But he, at the moment, he's like, oh, I, had no, I had no idea. I'm so sorry. Like, it, if he would have walked away angry about that, I would have been like, come on, mate. Like, we don't, we've already covered this ground in the episode. So, yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah that we sort of resolve that by the end. And yeah, hopefully she can come back. Like it might only be like a once a season thing just to sort of boast, hey, we've got this woman that yeah. is now has her own she series when she gets... sciencey. Yeah, like, well... We don't even know why. Yeah. All of a sudden she was in there doing sciencey stuff. Yeah. Him. Whatever he used to do, you know, she, she knows the stuff about toys. But okay, how, how easy is it to make these really complicated toys oh. when... One thing for the toy maker, because that's his be- yeah. bread and butter... But, but a warden, a prison, like, yeah, guard or whatever. who fell was. in love with him, you know, a bit yeah. of, almost a bit of, like, Stockholm Syndrome in a way, you know, or, or like Harley Quinn light, you know, fell in love with the prisoner. And then, like, makes up all of these contraptions on the outside. I mean, maybe she's been doing it for ages. Maybe he, she was thinking he was going to break out or that he was going to be released or something. So she's, like, developing all this under under his command. And then he dies and then she's got them all ready to go or does she die and she makes all this in a couple of days like how because there was some pretty i mean with that when that friggin okay why do we have two dinosaurs in these three episodes we're about to talk about (laughs) two (laughs) t-rexes but a giant t-rex running through this toy thing like flying monkeys and stuff and it was just a bit i thought i was all dumb every time that showed up i'm like this is too much like i'm I'm happy like we were we were limited really to the deo this entire episode and I was kind of okay with that because it was more about these relationships and yeah. and people talking to each other about whether it was something we've already known with uh, Monel wanting to talk to Kara or something fresh with Win and his mum. I was happy just to sort of sit there and be a non-eventful episode as far as action goes. But whenever the like the flying monkeys, it's like okay, no one's even laughing at the fact that it's a flying monkeys reference to Wizard of Oz or anything. I mean, they said something, but it wasn't enough to for, for the audience to laugh with the show. I was still like laughing at it and waiting for it to be over. And then when they're in the factory and there's just every contraption under the sun, you know, like she had some kind of machine that slapped plastic on either side of Supergirl as if she was a figurine. And she was stuck, but then... <clears throat> Someone pushed it over, and all of a sudden she's out. Yeah, and was so she, she choking didn't... when she was in there? I'm like, do you not need to yeah, it breathe? Was like she was well, we're, we've always been confused about whether or not she needs to. Yeah, she's been underwater, she's in space, and things. But eh, like, it's just, there was just so much happening. I'm like, how have you managed to get all this ready? What yeah. I did like about that was the other reference that Laurie Metcalf's character said was when we cut back from, you know, the ad break or whatever and and Wynn's mother is locked up and being, you know, suspended off the ground. She says, hey, Buffalo Bill, what are you doing with me? Why do you let me go? And it's fun because it's like, hey, Buffalo Bill, you know, he's a silent slam, he's a killer. That actress was Buffalo Bill's hostage the entire movie. Holly 
shit. Right. Because the whole time I'm thinking she's from Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. And so is Alex. Yeah, and that was, that was the first thing I thought too. And then when she said Silence of the Lambs, I'm like, that's right. I remember oh watching Grey's Anatomy God. when she came she into it. And I'm like, the that's the lotion in the basket. She's the lotion in the basket girl. Yeah. Oh my God. So that was, I actually, I thought that reference was very mm. good. I'm like, that's good. Just throw it out there. And it wasn't even, you know, look at the camera, Buffalo Bill, you get it. Which is, hey, Buffalo Bill, what are you doing me, you friggin' psycho? And it was, that, it made sense in that scene with that character. Yeah. And, that's good. I like. I like. I like that. I like I'm having fun. I'm annoyed at myself for <laughs> not even knowing that. I thought you would actually. I'm like. I'm writing this down to talk about. It and I'm like. Terry's gonna laugh at me it's that I even needed to write it down. Been so long since I saw Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Because it's. Uh, it's too scary yeah, for my yeah, husband. Yeah. What's well, not one that you? Ra- <laughs> <laughs> I uh, actually, big love to you, Jason, if you're listening. A little bit of an insight into my scary brain. I developed a crush on Anthony Hopkins. In that movie? From that movie. <laughs> I don't know what that says about Wow. Me, but... Does Jason know about this? Yeah. Right. He knows about all of my strange yeah. crushes. So if it's too scary for him as a film and then he watches it knowing that you've been attracted to that actor because of that <laughs> disgusting and despicable role... <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, good to know about you, Terry. <laughs> Just if you sit further away from me in the room, that would be nice. <laughs> the, the other thing I did want to bring up was the conversation back in the karaoke bar at the end where Monel told Kara at least a little bit about what the mission was that yeah. Imran and, and, uh, and Brainiac 5 have hidden from him. And it was something to do with the third world killer. Pestilence was something... She's the only one that I can think of, other than Rain. Yeah. Now, have we met that one yet? Like, I thought we had all three. I thought we knew who all three of these world so killers were. I. But do we only have Rain and then... I can't remember the, the character's name, but um, the, the black woman the black from a girl. couple of... Uh, of Last episode. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. I, I don't rem- The only part of that conversation I remember is when he started to, to say stuff. And she thought he was going to talk about his relationship and she shut him down. And I thought, you <laughs> yeah. bitch. Oh, I um, thought you'd appreciate that. It was like, no, 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 I'm your ex-girlfriend. Don't come and talk to me about your problems with your wife. No, I thought she was being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm sticking up for the sisters here. Well, outside of that conversation where she was being a bitch. I find that really hard well, to say about knows. my beloved Cara. Then she, no, that's he fine. was like, um, actually, no. Yeah, it's yeah. not about you, <laughs> no. yeah. That's right. It's like, okay, don't be so <laughs> egotistical. This isn't about you. Yeah, he he tells her about um, that in a thousand years, one of those world killers evolves into something. And it, she seemed really blown away by it. Now, it wasn't a word that seemed to like you know, strike a great memory yeah. uh, for me. So I'm like, okay, that clearly means something. But yeah, it's like they've come back to battle the their great villain at a time when that villain was beginning and... I'm like, okay, that doesn't seem like such a great... Why would you need to hide that from Monel? It doesn't seem like a good enough reason to hide it from him and hide it from the audience for, you know, 10 weeks or something like that. So, yeah, um, yeah interested to see if they pick up on that next week or if it'll just be about Sam and Rain because I think that story really needs to start picking up. And I feel like I'm judging this episode according to the other two because they are so much further on in their run mm. that they're starting to really, you know come to a head as their story um, you know, really starts to take shape. You, you, we're seeing all the pieces come together, whereas Supergirl's back at episode 14. We've still got a nine lot, episodes okay. to go. So yeah. they can have these filler episodes. So hopefully we get to pick up on those two storylines next week and not just one of them because I want, I want to see where this is going because Rain's been around since episode one and I, I, don't, I don't care about it at the moment. She's not a world killer. She 
you know, gets angry in a couple of people in, in one city, in one country in the world. Like, it's not that big of a deal. She's not that big of a threat at the yeah. moment, other None than being told them, that she's um, a big threat. World killers, really. No, they? no. They're just, they're just angry. They're a little bit up there. Yeah, they're upset. And I'm like, I don't, I don't see why I should care yet. Even yeah. when you compare it to last year with, uh, with Monel's parents, like the fact that we had aliens in a ship above the planet threatening stuff all the time. I'm like, I believe that you, you can do something. You're just choosing not to yet. But I knew the threat was always there. Rain, the threat's there. But I'm like, but you're telling us how evil you already are, but you're not doing anything. Mm. And then the fact that we have to feel sorry for your alter ego and Sam is making me fear you as as rain even less. So anyway, we'll see what happens next week. Do you want to talk about Flash? I just have one quick yes, question go, go. about Jimmy. Does Jimmy work at Catco anymore? <laughs> <laughs> he's just always at the DEO. Well, he does make that joke, doesn't he? When the monkey's coming, he's like, "Oh, I, I thank God I don't work here." And it's like, where, where, where do you where work do though? You work? Yeah. Yeah. So, what? <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's the go with all of these shows is that we know that these people have a At least with Flash, we know that he's on suspension. But other than that, all of these people have jobs. They just never seem to be doing them. Mm. You know, it made sense with Lena. She's using her job as an excuse not to be contacted by, by Jimmy, but she's not. But she's the owner. She doesn't have as much say in it anymore. Sam, is no one asking questions about where Sam is at, at, at Elcorp? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're asking, you're asking questions that... <laughs> Every character in this show should be asking. <laughs> exactly. And the other question they should be asking is, why is there a room filled with ammunition that's not locked? <laughs> yeah. Anyone can just walk in and grab some guns yeah. in the DEO. Yeah. At least have like a little swipe card or something. Yeah, you know? like, exactly. Yeah. This woman, oh, come down looking for the toilet. That's over there. No one's looking at her. Unionize. She's fine. Leave the weapons door unlocked. And just like guns right there. Like you wouldn't even have to open it that very far. I'm just like, grab a nine mil out. Like, Really? You're dealing with aliens here, people. We've probably got very powerful guns. Lock them up. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit silly. Nitpick, but absolutely, absolutely logical. Yep. All right, let's talk Flash. Oh, this was the hippie guy. Yeah. The hippie dippy. Yeah, they've all been a bit zany, these uh, bus matters. Actually, one thing I want to bring up the bus matter, and I heard the term in this episode, and I wanted to bring it up last week. Why does DeVoe... And his wife referred to them as bus matters. Like, I feel like that's a very Cisco-driven nickname that Team Flash have given the bus matters. But the fact that the bad guys call them the bus, bus matters, matters really sort of grinds my gears a little yeah. bit. So I'm like, come on, guys. Because they're like these super, super intelligent yep. people that have created this whole scenario for their own benefit that you'd think they would refer to them as something completely different. Yeah. Refer to them as the 12 or the 9 or however many there are. You yeah. know, just refer to them as a number even, like something simple like bus matters, but yeah. make sense for your characters. Like every time I, I, I hear DeVoe as any other character, whether it be Country Girl like he is for most of this episode before the <laughs> end, and it's like, the bus matters, you know, and I'm like, oh, in that accent, it sounds even more ridiculous, mate. Like anyway, whatever, tiny, tiny little nitpick. But yeah, they've all got something different. They're all very different styles of people. So when it's the hippie guy and he just shows up and he's all out of it because he's, you know, on the um, on the, on the grass, um, he got better. Like he was still that person, but he at least downplayed it when he was back in the 
in 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 the base and Team Flash, uh, and then obviously Devoe takes him over, and it's like, oh, I'm actually now fearing you. Like I'm fearing him, Devoe, as that guy mm. more than I was as country singer for some reason. Not just a man v woman thing, but just the way that he was portraying the character. And I like how each of the fake Devoes have played it um, because they've done it very differently to the real versions of their characters. Um, but yeah, I think it was a good way to, to cap it off and I'm very interested to see what the bloody hell the guy playing Ralph does with it because I thought Ralph was dead. I forgot that's how he took people over. It's when he puts his hand or whatever on, on Ralph's head and he's like, fight it, Ralph. And I'm like, man, he's going to die. Mm. And then he stands up and I'm like, oh, hang on, no, 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 that's right, yeah, oh my God, you're Devoe now. Oh, shit, well, this makes kind of sense. Like, all the bad guys in every season of this show have been people that we've known and deceived us. And now that's not the case here, but it's like we get to that stage where someone we've known and loved is revealed, in air quotes, to be the bad guy. So, um, it was, yeah, kind of a sad episode as far as Ralph goes. Yeah, that was a bit sad, actually. Yeah. Because I'm like, I think I'm just starting to like you and you want to be a hero and you want to kill people but you want to do it for the right reasons yeah. and then you realise that's not the way to go and then that's what ultimately costs your life and, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, and it's kind of annoying because early on um, he had actually said to everyone, why don't we just kill DeVoe already? Mm. And that's the thing, they, they could have. Just, just kill him, get rid of him, done, no one else has to die. Yep. And because they didn't do what he suggested... He's the one that ended up dying. Yeah. So I was kind of team Ralph with with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it, it was how we've been feeling about Arrow for the last couple of weeks is just, I know you don't want to kill people, but just, just as once. Yeah. And hey, Barry can't get in trouble for it. I mean, he probably can because it doesn't look like DeVoe. Now he can because Ralph looks like DeVoe again. Mm. Thankfully, because I've missed that actor. I only said last week. That actor is the biggest loss of the show so far this season because he was amazing as DeVoe in a wheelchair just talking, let alone throwing out all these superpowers as other different people as a, as a physical threat. And now that he's back and able-bodied, and, and not that he, I can't see him being a physical threat to the Flash, but just being able to move around a room differently and intimidating in different ways, I'm actually really excited that that actor is back. Yeah. But with that, <laughs> Flash could probably, Barry Allen could probably go up and shoot him point blank in the head. It's like, well, you've already been tried for his murder. And clearly, well, actually, no. Double got, jeopardy. Yeah, maybe, but they got, didn't it get, did it get reversed? Yeah, because got, he they was, said he wasn't dead. Yeah, okay. So, probably wouldn't work. Yeah. And it was Ralph, which technically he's still Ralph. So, yeah. Yeah. There is still no devote. Yeah. That's true. Well, and I mean, we know there actually isn't a devote. So, It'll be interesting to see how they work it out because I like to think that Devoe's going to, um, that Ralph's going to get out of this somehow. We haven't seen that happen successfully yet, but I was wondering for many weeks what what does Devoe, other than just uniting the twelve, bus betters, uh, what does he want Ralph's power for? I understand why he wants the mind reader's power. I understand why he wants teleporting guys' power, but what does he get from being able to stretch? But then when he came down, obviously he gets to look like himself. That's yeah. cool. But more so, he said, because of the way that Ralph's body works, his brain, the way that it's mutating and expanding and blah, 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 this body, Ralph's body is able to live through that and survive yeah. unlike every other body. So I'm like, okay, finally, that makes sense. Because I'm like, please don't get to a stage where you can do all these amazing, wonderful teleportation and whatever powers, but you 
fight Flash by being stretchy and throwing fists across the room and stuff. I'm like, this is going to be ridiculous. So, yeah, I I like it and probably like it more because that means that the old school and the real actor for Devoe is back and that means good things. Yeah. But other than that, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a funny episode yeah, was, as well. It was weird. Um, I don't know who she was fighting, but I've written so the science wife, because I cannot remember her name. <laughs> she's an expert swordsman and oh, can yeah. deflect bullets. She was fighting Iris. Yes, yeah, so Iris was like shooting her with this like energy weapon and she was deflecting them with a sword that seemed to be electronically charged as well. Yeah. Um and like that we had a you know, samurai show up at the start in the in the in the woods that stabbed Killer Frost through the shoulder and then another samurai shows up and it's just like, Oh, I forgot these were even a part of this in episode one and just throwing them in after four months worth of storytelling and the audience is supposed to go, yeah, that makes sense. Like, it just seemed like such a throwback. And I'm like, oh, that's right. I have to remember that ridiculousness of the, you know, immortal flying <laughs> samurai warrior thing <laughs> is a real, that's a part of this show. So, like yeah. Like the flying monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> now, while she can deflect energy bullets with energy blasts with her sword, uh, and Iris was suddenly an expert fighter as well. I did kind of like, even though we didn't see it, that Joe was taking this samurai on with a gun and then found a sword and then it cuts to black and the next time we see Joe, he's got a sword through the head of the decapitated head of the robot and just sort of puts it down on the table and is like, yeah, we don't have to deal with that anymore. And I'm like, F- yeah, Joe. You're the f***ing man, man. Jesse L. Martin for the win. I loved that. Like, I didn't need to see that fight. I probably would have rather seen that fight than anything else that was going on. But, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. Just to, the way that they took Flash and Killer Frost and Cisco out of the situation. They were in his dimension, his little pocket dimension, where he's at, where his lair is. Then all of a sudden, they're, and we don't see them for a couple of minutes. And it's like, okay, well, we just needed them out of the room. That worked for DeVoe's plan. But then... Everyone was just sort of separated for convenience of the story or the scene or whatever was going on. It didn't necessarily make sense about what people were doing and how long it took them to do certain things. It was just, they knew where they wanted to finish. They just didn't, I don't think they properly knew how to how to get there. Um, you know, it's worked better than a lot of other episodes have in this season so far. But uh, yeah, it was just, I think, you know, when you just throw a samurai in there for no reason and, you know, like these people that aren't, aren't fighters are all of a sudden just expert marksmen and, and yeah. swordsmen and swordswomen in this case was just a bit a bit all over the place. And I don't know what I... I mean, we didn't speak about it last week, the fact that Harry is putting this helmet on and he was getting... He was talking to Gideon, calling him Dr. Wells and all this. Man, this stinks of Thorn from episode one, season one. Yeah, I was starting to wor- wonder whether he was going to turn bad. Yeah, and now it's just like, oh no, he's using the helmet when it's got a bit of dark matter, so it might be sending him a bit funny, but he's ultimately a good guy and will give yeah. it up if he needs to, but he only got it because he was desperate, and now we got a hint of it at the end that he seems to be getting a little bit stupid because of it, like he's making simple little mistakes, and they didn't do much with that, so um, yeah, I was probably... Ha- in in some respects, happy with this episode than what I was with Supergirl, just because it's getting towards the end game of the season. But yeah. um, at the same time, it was still a bit, still a bit messy, still a bit choppy. But it's not as bad as this show has been for a lot of other episodes this season. Yeah, it was. It was just okay. Mm. Uh, I've written, and I don't remember when he did this either. Barry phased through the floor. Has he done that before? Oh, I 
don't know whether he's done it through the floor. I, I liked that. That was cool. Yeah, it was cool because even he was he was done for. Like when DeVoe slammed him to the ground and said that the the woman that uh, Null wasn't aware of the full capacity of her powers, wasn't just that she could touch something to make it defy gravity. He, she could actually manipulate their mass in the other direction. And he goes, "What do you you weigh as much as a as a freight train or something or whatever at the moment, a concrete truck? You know, so you can't uh, you can't get up. But then somehow phasing through the floor." took that power away and he was able to, to zip back. So yeah. there was some cool stuff going on with, you know, the way that different people were using their unique powers against one another and, and, and whatnot. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm still a bit unsure about how it's all. I, I want to see what this enlightenment is. I want to see how Flash wraps it all up because they seem to be doing the same thing over and over again. I know that was part of the story was go to back to the same old plan and somehow it'll work. But I'm like, as a storyteller, I feel like you're doing that and it's it's getting old a little bit (laughs) it really is i don't know i just again i like i felt about with arrow last week i felt about flash this week and makes sense because their respective 18th episodes of the season that this could have been episode 10 of a 13 episode arc or episode 12 of a 16 episode arc that you didn't need to wait 18 weeks to get to this oh ralph's the bad guy you know you could have had a bus meta story every week of a 13 episode season or hell make it eight bus metas in a 13 episode season like i guess it's it's a network tv show they've got to stretch it out but I don't know, the longevity of it. They've just got to clean it up a little bit or write it better. But, hey, that's about easier said than done, I guess. (laughs) What do I know? (laughs) I can't even speak. You can't see what I'm watching behind you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) What is this? Is this Ellen? No, it's the... Oh, my um, God, he's actually full nude. I think it's Britain's Got Talent. Yeah, but what is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the next episode of Arrow. Oh, really? Well, if you feel like that, let's talk about Arrow! Oh, my God. I really don't have a lot to say about this. Yeah. I hated it. Really? I hated it. And sometimes I'm actually thinking, like I'm watching it, I'm thinking, I hate this. Is Mitch going to be like the complete opposite and think it was really awesome because you got the backstory of Diaz and da-da-da, but I I really didn't like it. Yeah, well, I think for how much I've enjoyed or at least hoped uh, that I would uh, come to love Diaz as a bad guy, the idea of getting a full backstory episode or an episode solely focused around him... At the start, I'm like, oh, this this would be exciting. This would be different. This would be fresh. This is exactly what I want. And it and no, it wasn't. Like, I, I, I haven't come in here. I did probably I didn't hate it as much as you do by any, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. But, um, yeah, I'm not as in love with it as what I would have thought about if you would have said to me before I watched it, hey, it's it's the backstory of the dragon, you know, when we had to see him as a kid. And, yeah. you know, he's a tortured kid. Okay, that sucks. And, you know. It's the same old, same. All the yeah. bad guys. Oh, something bad happened to me when I was a child. I'm now an evil person. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah, Crimey I. River. <laughs> and I think it it sort of not let me down, but it went in a, in a direction that like I was happy last week where it ended with him. He's he's gotten rid of Oliver Queen as the mayor. He's done. Now he yeah. just has to fight him as Green Arrow. But the city is crumbling as a political infrastructure. It's gone. Everyone yeah. else is corruptible. And he says to Evil Laurel, 
I'm going to let everyone know Star City's open for business. You're like, shit, man, this is going to turn into just a crime town more than it ever has before. And you, this like thug 5,000, you're nothing more. You're not some super-powered meta or anything like that. You are going to run this city for a couple of weeks until you get your ass killed. Um, (laughs) Let's hope. And then this starts, and he's in Bloodhaven, which is cool. Nice little DC reference. I love these. He's, he's in a separate town. That's where uh, I know yeah, uh, Robin and uh, slash Nightwing. He went to go do his own thing after uh, taking off from Batman for a while. Bloodhaven's a lot of shit going on. In Bloodhaven. It's not a good, not a good town. Um, he's going there to apply to be part of this. The quadrant. the quadrant, this bigger crime syndicate. I'm like, okay, cool. I get that you've got aspirations, but you've been numero uno for six weeks since you killed Caden James. But as it's been revealed, you were always hoping that would be the case. Uh, anyway, and had it have been a shorter season, would have been a much more fun uh, process uh, to to watch. But I like that he was going to be all it running this one town and then literally next minute a storytelling time we see this episode start he's in another city they've driven for three hours to speak to the son of one of the guys that is part of this crime syndicate to oh please can i join oh if you go do this goes and does it is disrespected but comes back he's like no no, it's all about the long con doesn't get it goes and does something else gets killed still comes back and i like that he actually killed a bloke at the table to take his seat that was pretty badass like he killed the son goes and kills the father because if they're that big of this crime syndicate Mm. that wouldn't have happened oh you wouldn't think so no he shoots the dad at the table and the other guys all around are still standing there with their guns Um, if that was real they would have all shot him to the shit out yeah i'm like what are you what 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 is your job if you're holding up guns is that where your job begins and ends because you're not defending your people and it wasn't like the other three betrayed him silently and was sort of just like lower your weapons to their respective security guards they just let him kill and it wasn't like he made that good of a of an argument anyway yeah, for the security guards like, to make that decision on behalf yeah. of their bosses. Very, yeah, very strange. That shouldn't have happened. It was stupid. Um, <laughs> but for him to, like you see, you know, be part of this quadrant, he's he's going to have an empire now. I'm like, okay, is is your next step, are you gonna, do you want to take over the quadrant? Have you got, you know, your eyes too big at this stage? Do you need to just be okay with being part of the table? Yeah, I, was, I don't know. I, I liked when he was going to be... He was the main bad guy. He was as bad as it was going to get. Now we find out, no, he's just been doing this as a job application the whole time. Because like, mm. uh, what what happens now? Does Oliver need to take down Diaz or does he now have to take down the Quadrant? Which, as far as we're led to believe, they're nationwide at the very least. They're yeah. across America. Well, this is the thing, though. If Diaz can just walk in and shoot one of the head guys of the Quadrant, mm. well... How hard would it be for Oliver to? Surely not that I mean, hard. Seriously. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's limited. He's back to just being a one man army. So much so with this episode he wasn't was even not in even. It, really. <laughs> he yeah. wasn't a part of it. Five seconds. And he pops back in, and I'm like, oh, Stephen Mel's got an easy day work. He just shows up looking handsome, going, yeah, I'm fine, man, I'm fine. I like the news shots of Arrow fighting people. I mean, why there were news cameras watching him do this sort of like black ops sort of work, whatever. <laughs> but I liked he was there. He was being brutal. He's blowing shit up, and you know, it was it was old school Arrow. I really dug that, but. Um, it was a. It was weird. I, I don't think outside of him dying, you know, and being dead for a week or two, we've never seen an episode With without Stephen Amell on it like this. So, yeah. it yeah, it it should have been one thing, and I should have loved that one thing. But yeah, I, I kind of, 
I got over just the fact that he was like, I'm a loser. Like he was, he was, he was talking down to himself the whole episode. Like he's been so confident in front of people. And I get that's his facade as putting on a brave face in front of his minions and all that sort of shit. Why then is, why is evil Laurel his counselor in, in many respects in this episode where he's more himself in front of her than he is anyone else. He's like, I'm a loser. I'm no good at anything. She's no man. You're heaps bad. You, you can do stuff. No, I'm a loser. And then he goes and finds that bully from school, from the boarding school. And- yeah. Which I also found ridiculous because he he should have been able to do that years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. It was just... And it'd be different if he, like, it was something that we saw that photo that he carried around from the first episode we met this guy. It was something that he always looked to and you're like, what is that? What is that? What is that? And it was... It wasn't a satisfaction that he would allow himself until he'd achieved his ultimate goal, which was joining the quadrant. Once he did that, okay, well, now I'm going to close the close the loop by killing the guy that made me who I am. That's different. Maybe it wouldn't have been any good, but I feel like that would have been different because then it isn't just like, oh, hey, by the way, he isn't just a bad guy. Oh, he was a you know bullied child, and then this happened, and this happened, and well, now he wants to kill his bully. It was a lot of new information, but told retrospectively that, we're then just supposed to be okay with. Mm. I just feel like, yeah, that that photo, which we didn't even know had survived, fine that he did that, but I feel like that maybe could have been a little bit of an Easter egg much earlier in the season. Then we're like, what is that about? What is that about? When he feels his best or when he feels his lowest, he always refers to that photo. What does that mean? And then it's revealed here and he does go back and kill that bully. Because you're right, absolutely, he he seemed to do it very easily. He could have just done that at any moment. He's got people in every... Agency within Star City, at the very least, yeah. he would have been able to track down that guy very simply, and then takes him up there. And maybe then it would have been different and better had he not killed him, had he have done something else. But the fact that no, he just took him up there to kill him and set him alight in the most heinous way, murdered this bloke mm. while he sat there and cried and spoke about he his children. children. And it's just like shit, man. Like this guy, yeah. like, that was his role was to sit there and be upset. And I mean, I liked it, but it was missed opportunity, I think, for. For this show, for Diaz, and I think it's sort of stripped away a little bit about who he's been built up to be. It was a little bit to a much, 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 much lower level, but the original Star Wars trilogy, Darth Vader is a badass. Why is he bad? doesn't matter. He is evil. And then it wasn't that he went bad. You go back and watch the prequels. It's like, nah, some old guy just told him some lies, and he got sort of duped into becoming evil, and you kind of feel sorry for him. You're like, he's not evil. He's just confused you know it sort of stripped away a lot of what made him cool before he found that information out so yeah. so yeah again to a much lower level that's sort of what this was to me but four episodes to go <laughs> i don't know maybe they build him back up again i don't know i i did notice uh laurel was getting increasingly disturbed by his behavior yeah so how long till she goes to Oliver and says, okay, I've been on this guy's team, but I've realized he's totally f***ed in the head. Yeah. I'm out. Yeah. We need to do something. Are you gonna, I, th- I think that might happen too. Are you gonna, or is it going to be a three-way? Either way, she's going to leave his team, team uh, team Diaz. Are you going to be okay when she like double crosses who she's working for again? Because I feel like we've seen that so many times she this season. She does it all the time. But yeah. I don't see them not doing that. Like That's absolutely where it's going to get to. Yeah. Which is a shame. I mean... <laughs> You know, why? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> hey, did you notice um, so in the beginning and also at the end, you know how they put up the arrow and usually when it was team arrow, it was yep. all of the insignias. This time it was just arrows and then the dragon. Yeah. And at the end, it wasn't even arrow. It was just the dragon. Oh, was it? No, I didn't yeah. notice that actually. I, I must have tuned out for a second there. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand why. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, it was just the dragon, which... So I don't know what that means for next week then. Mm. Hopefully, we'll just hopefully Oliver's back. I mean, it'd be good just to see a, a Justin Oliver episode in many ways, like him. What is he getting up to? How how brutal is he being? You know, how one tracked and getting back to this mission has he become in the last two weeks worth of viewing time? You know, I want to see what he's getting up to, other than just news footage from fifty yards away. You like, yeah. I'd love to see a return outside of the Vertigo episode from last week. I want to see how brutal and how much he has went back to that old school green arrow or arrow vigilante even so it was a very naff episode <laughs> even the felicity and um curtis scenes were just it was like they were filler mm. for the diaz and laurel scenes yeah just putting them in there for the sake of it yeah just to remind us that we are actually watching arrow yeah yeah you're right yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I found myself getting a little bit defensive of Oliver when you know Felicity told Curtis that she'd kind of been fired, and he's like, "What? Oh, that sounds like such an Oliver thing. Do what an ass." I'm like, "Shut, man, shut up." Yeah. Like it could have been anyone, but I'm like, "You guys are gonna have to eventually like each." I, I don't want you guys to remain in the show and Renee and Dina just to be around so that you can hate on Oliver for the next couple of years. Like I'm gonna, I'm already sick of it. I don't want to see that going yeah. on. So either. Get to liking him again, or, or disappear. Disappear. I was going to say die, but disappears <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a nice way, I guess, of seeing where Felicity sits in the whole thing because she has just been fired, but she I guess she understands why and yeah. she is worried about him. And I thought she was going to convince him of no, you do actually need me. Like we haven't seen what happens to you when you don't have me around. You've just seen what happens to me when you don't have me around. And she would convince him to let her remain on the team, maybe even in a slightly, you know, reduced role or something, but not to where she was, but he will absolutely need tech support. I can't imagine why he thinks he can do what he can <laughs> without having someone like Felicity yeah. talking down the mic to him. But, you know, hey, Batman does it, so or does he? You know, and this is the T V Batman, so we'll see where that goes next week. Do you have an order? Because I kinda don't. So I may uh Maybe somewhat influenced by yours because it was a bit of a mixed week for me. It was just a bit of a man. No episode really stood out. Yep. No episode completely sucked for me either. So I'm just happy to agree with you this week so we don't have any confusion. With well, I'm going to shock you. Will you though? <laughs> I've put Supergirl at number one. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I've actually put them in the order that they, that they were shown, really. Supergirl, Flash, Arrow. Yeah. Um, you know, there were things about Supergirl I really didn't like with the, the stupid, you know, flying monkeys and things and the fact that this, you know, ex-prison um, guard suddenly knows how to create all these yeah. things. Like, there was a lot of stupid things, but I still preferred that over Flash mm. and I definitely preferred that over Arrow. Yeah. I, I've, I'm happy with that, that list as well, actually. I think for the same reasons that, yeah, Supergirl... 
had its really dumb moments when it happened to be the, about the action. You know, like those were stupid, but the rest of it, I was happy for that to be the episode. Just the talky talk and sitting in an office somewhere and relationship progression. Um, and singing and- 80s. And 80s 80s music. That always adds to it. So 80% of this episode was far better than the other 20. Flash, it was very mixed where you had the dumb stuff, very evenly peppered throughout the good stuff. So it was a bit of a mixed bag. And then Arrow, while what they were doing was a good idea, I just think it it didn't hit the heights that it should have. I would have loved to have otherwise seen a really good Diaz backstory and a really good Diaz-focused episode in the present and otherwise a very good non-Oliver episode, but yeah. none of it was that great. It was just sort of there. And, and it was super predictable. Yeah. And stupid. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm happy with that list. And, and again, for me, it's not like Supergirl was amazing and Arrow was awful. They're, they're all, yeah, they're, they're very close to each other, but something's got to be the best. Something's got to be the worst. So Exactly. Get into Geek says Supergirl, then Flash, and then Arrow. That will be week number 23 of DC TV Chat. We'll be back next week. Week number 24, all three shows back again. Arrow hitting episode 20. So we are really in the business the end, end of Arrow. Supergirl way back in 3.15. Hopefully a story episode and no more filler gear. We'll find out next week on our week 24 DC TV podcast. In the meantime, you can check out all of our old gear on Get Into Geek movie reviews, other TV talk, both DC and Marvel, as far as the superhero stuff goes, on the channel. Terry, Ben, myself, and a high-pitched Matty across those. You can check us out on the socials, follow, like, subscribe, all that sort of gear. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search Get Into Geek. Drop us a line, getintogeek at gmail.com, or hit me up personally, Mitch underscore Lewis on Twitter and Instagram. Terry, where you at? Tez McLez on Instagram. Nice work. Thank you, Terry, being here. We'll Thank be you. back next week to talk week number 24. More Supergirl, more singing. Let's hope so. Oh, no. <laughs> GetIntoGeek.com.